This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I sound really soft. I sound amazing. Is it? Hey, boy. I sound what great. song was that? I don't hey know. Hey, boy, don't you know? That I got be, something that going might, might have been it. We can definitely keep that little ditty in. Do you sing um, at all? Always. Yeah. I'm, I'm a way better singer than I am a dancer. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I just don't want to make that much money. Yeah, you got to stay in a good, humble place. Yeah, you know, like it's there's no physical benefits to, to singing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think if you sing right, then you should have abs. Is that the worst thing to say? Like you're supposed to sing from your diaphragm. So if uh, you're tensing times your diaphragm, I tried to like sing really well and I farted. So I don't know if that's like the <laughs> right way to do it. You know, when you try, they like push from your stomach, you're like, and you just put. Yeah, I know how to push from my stomach. Yeah, you know? totally. One part of you is singing, just not your mouth. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and today with me in the studio, I have called upon one of my very first friends from moving to LA to help me help you, Mr. Anthony Lee. Hi. Hi. I'm making peace signs with both my hands. Yeah, and you're like cutting them. You're like pushing them together like you're cutting something. Yeah, it's like a version two Nixon thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You're wearing all green. Everyone should know that he is fully monochrome. You're wearing a green suede fedora, a green suede shirt, and green suede pants. Are they all suede? Or do no. they just look really soft? Yeah, they just look soft. I'm actually on a suede couch. I think you're just totally confusing textures right now. Totally. Yeah. Everything else is very simple. You know, I'm not a flashy guy. I like to be green. Doesn't represent money or greed. Okay. Represents earth. I see. You know what I mean? The planet, the trees, life, nature. You know when you get like car sick, it's easy to like look at green plants mm-hmm. as you drive and it makes you feel better versus like looking at your phone. Green plants. I think mm-hmm. you're supposed to look at the horizon, whether there's nature or not, if you're car sick. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Another fun thing about being sick in nature is if you're on a boat, if you're seasick, get in the water. I'm I'm not kidding. It works. I was really, really sick on a, a, a catamaran. Like a giant cruise ship? No. So get in the water? Well, that you can't. Well, oh, you know what? You probably could in the deck, on the Lido deck. You could get in the water. <laughs> okay, right now, you're just playing hide and seek with this microphone it's in front so of you. It's so big. Like, it's, I'm like trying to keep it in, at my like optimal you, volume, but I'm like <laughs> losing you on one of my eyes. So I've got that like 3D microphone. thing. You move it and then you move the arm. Does it still work? Okay. 
I'm gonna do it like that. It's all good. It's all good. No, this is fun. It's just more fun. I'm like getting like a half vision of you, and I'm <laughs> cool good. with it. I like to be obstructed. That's why I had bangs for a while. I like to hide behind things. Yeah, put that hat like a Michael Jackson. Sick. <laughs> oh, uh, I did want to ask you on air for maybe gentlemen that are also wanting to be fashionable because I do think you're pretty fashionable. Who's they? First of all, who's the, the people that are listening that might want some okay fashion advice? Thank you, guys. How do you put together an outfit as a fashionable male? Honestly, I'm like one of those. I think everything comes down to like closet space. Okay. Right? I don't have like a lot of closet space. So I feel like I have to pick pieces mm. that make sense in multiple ways. Yeah. So like that's like always one of like my priority choices. There's a lot of people that can wear like a really loud button up collared short sleeve shirt right it's got like a bunch of crazy prints or whatever um but shirts like that for me for my style my personality i feel like i can only wear that once in a while yeah before having to like go through a full rotation of my closet totally and god forbid you instagram it then you gotta burn it right after (laughs) you can never wear that again yeah the rule is if you use it for a dance video it's done I used do you well you guys uh, being the Kendras you guys probably buy stuff exactly for one video oh for sure and then what well and then you start learning that you don't want to do that next time that's really <laughs> expensive so you start finding cheaper solutions to still look cool so then you start evolving your understanding to like the accessory games because accessories mm-hmm. can make you look better than the actual like blank of your sweater or your shirt or whatever yeah. even though that's like 80% of the actual material and then if you can just bump up the accessories or tr- you know borrow them or trade them around then you can change up the look and feel that's a secret that's a, a cheat code specifically for just the tip please don't repeat that Trade them around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like sisterhood. Like or I love, I love like the- borrowing like um like Pat's bandanas or uh, it sounds like a store. Yeah, no, Pat's it's it's bandanas. really Pat's bandanas. He's got like fifty with them all the time. Why? I don't know Is that because a bay he, thing? he just he, maybe he's got like and he has everything very like OCD organized too. Mm. Like you open his suitcase when he travels, he's got like all of his hats in a row, all of his bandanas folded nicely. His shirt's perfectly folded a certain way too. Uh, uh, totally coordinated with which day he's gonna wear it because he already has that pre-planned. Oh wow, it's wild. So, anyways, I go to Pat's bandanas on the weekends. <laughs> I go to and like, tried some accessories. That's a great idea. And I also have swag counselors. I've what? like formally named what? them. Do you guys have swag? Do you have a swag counselor? What is this? People call them stylists. Oh no. But I don't have one because <laughs> I can't afford one. So I call them swag counselors. That's like the, I think you add swag when you can't afford it. So <laughs> I have swag counselors in the crew. So I specifically have like Ben Chung. Oh my God. And Bam Martin and Pat. And I always, always, when I'm, if I'm shopping with them or I'm like trying a costume or I'm, Anything. Yeah. I always am like, hey, Swanseler. That's short for swag counselor, just in case you didn't get it. A portmanteau, if you will. And and I'd be like, hey, is this good? And I'll literally, like, make them search my entire, as you know what I mean, like, everything. Even down to, like, am I wearing the right socks? Did the shoelace get tied the right way? Wow. Because I don't know these answers. It looks like you do. Because I ask. Because I ask questions of people Mm. who do it really well. Yeah. And I had to learn. If you guys... Facebook me because I don't use Facebook anymore. So if you guys Facebook me, that means all my old, old photos are there. Zero yeah. percent swag. Yeah. Zero swag. It's like almost embarrassing, but it's not because. Because here we are now. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> well, very good. Uh, for those of you that don't know whose voice this is, I did say Anthony Lee, so you should know by now. And you've seen his come up from Facebook uh 
what would you call them? Fashion mishaps? Facebook fashion mishaps. <laughs> Uh, but if you don't know him, he is one of the founders of the Kinjas, or maybe you know him from his choreography videos, or maybe it's because you've been on Instagram in the last a couple months and he's probably done the woe. You've hit the woe probably more times than anybody else in in more locations than anybody else. Probably. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <sighs> That's funny. That's funny that we're talking about this. Um Why? Okay, well, first of all, like, I was one of those people. Okay, the woe is a very, like, dope swag move, right? Okay. It's not my style. Sure. Like, I'm just not, I'll, like, back my boys up who dance like that and have the trust in me and the faith in me to hold it down. Uh-huh. And I'll always lack the confidence to do it well. You know me. You've known this for me for many years. But when everybody was doing the woe, mm-hmm. I would be one of those dudes that would always be like, I don't get this. Yeah. Like, do you, like I felt stupid like, for a while. Like, what do you, what do you, which way do you hit? Is it a technical thing? Is yeah. it a, is it a feeling thing? Like, does it, you know what I mean? Learning has to be on the one, like just understanding little nuances of what <laughs> makes this like trend, like what it is. But I never got it. So I wasn't one of those guys who like made fun of it, but I was one of those guys who like pathetically would try it by himself yeah. in the corner <laughs> and realize he didn't have the same swag. So it would like like always fail and come back to it to just see if I could get it right. So uh-huh. I'd like joke around with it, but really secretly I was like super insecure and in trying it to figure out. Cause I know if you don't do it a thousand times, you're not going to be able to do it well. Is that right? Absolutely. I think some people can do it on their first try. Okay. Well, those people are not this guy. <laughs> they exist though. They for sure exist. And I support you guys. Um, but for me, I couldn't. And uh, it was just one of those things where in rehearsal, I had my dumb little bucket on and I was like I was looking at probably one of my swanslers. I was looking at them I was like hey check this out like pointed at him like tried it didn't land it but he was like oh and I was like oh man dude we should try to record this because you know YOLO <laughs> I don't know if anybody says that anymore but um, and we recorded it and I like I laughed I laugh at my own like okay. jokes from time to time but man I laughed and then I showed Mike and Mike was like dude that's good so you should post that. And then you just like, kept doing and then, it. And then, um, yeah, and I don't know, like, here's the thing. I'll, like, put together a well video, and it might take six minutes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, just try something out, just a couple minutes, and then I'll post it. And it'll have, like, eight times more views than all of my dance videos. I know. That I put, like, thousands of dollars in. Dude, I and, know. Like, try all these costumes and like get all my like close friends to like devote their time to me we hold like many rehearsals i'm like trying to vulnerably express myself through like bodily expression performance facials or covering it with a mask if i can't do that or just trying (laughs) you know what i mean like so that's what the masks are for absolutely (laughs) like you know what i mean there's so much uh, and and i'm not saying that it's it's always one or the other i'm just saying we happen to live in a world where like these variables exist in our lives i know and like when the platform remains the same even if the subject matter different and then one bears a certain type of fruit that like inadvertently in today's generation you you do go for you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it's like it's just such a trip like you're kind of like i'm like man did i just get like three hundred thousand views on this thing and like like i recently choreographed like a miguel routine and honestly i put my soul into that and again it's not about the views but like when i got like fifty thousand views on it i was like hell yeah that's cool i'm, I'm glad people like it yeah and then you do something that gets like three hundred thousand views, and you're like whoa that took like nobody's time that I wasn't know. even that wasn't even vibrancy that was my cell phone right 
And LumaFusion, that was the app that I used, by the way. <laughs> just just the tip. LumaFusion. I edited the, you know, the Suge song with anyways. Um so so like I had to I had to test it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like in 2019. I'm like, fuck this, I gotta try it. Am I allowed to swear? I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Um and I'm like, I'm like, I gotta try this again. So of course me and Charlie get together because Charlie's like Oh my god, the best duo. The best, right? So so we do that second video. Lo and behold, again, it goes like 200,000 views. And I'm like, okay, this Damn. is beyond me. This isn't even my doing. I'm not creative enough for this. With viral waves, like genuinely like organic viral waves. You know, yeah. ones where you don't smell like somebody's trying their best to be viral. Yeah. But it just happens. Mm-hmm. Like that is a rare thing. And I had to respect it. I had to respect it so much that like I am not in control of this thing. This was my destiny. <laughs> oh, no. This? This moment was my destiny. The right? anthony is the your anthony destiny? The was my destiny. In that moment. In that moment. In that moment. So I had to do oh, it. Oh, God. So I was like, I got to go as far as I can. And like, all I knew was that I was getting, I was getting so many more followers overnight. Really? Yeah, it was the dumbest thing. But I had to. I was like, when you have. You had to. Think about it like this. When you when you get on one of those, that's I, I look at it like a wave, right? If all of us are, especially all of us who are social influencers or people who actually put out things in an expressive way through media, like we are all like surfing in this big ocean. Mm-hmm. And especially in today's generation of social media, everybody's catching waves. That's all it really comes down to. And like on this one, I just happened to be surfing this giant ass wave. <laughs> yeah. Kind of by myself, like in the way that I was surfing it. And all my buddies are looking from the side as I'm like passing them on this wave. And they're like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, keep going. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, all my friends, like, again, same thing. I'll post, like, dance videos and, like, all my friends around the world, they might not comment, you know? That's what I do all the time. I, like, show art. If they really like it, they'll throw out, like, a, f- a little fire emoji. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. It'd make it feel so good, right? But, uh, you know, like, I throw out these dumb world videos and all of the homies are coming out the woodworks. Yeah. Like, people from college, not even dancers. People from college are, like, coming up to me like, yo, dude, and, like, doing the well with me and stuff. So, it was my destiny. <laughs> That's so nice. I, I also like the fact that people around you are lifting you up on this wave because a lot of people out here are trying to like just hope there's going to be a tsunami. And that's so nice that people are being nice around it. Yeah. Well, that's also why I had to end it. I don't know if you like really followed the Anthony journey, but it's it was over. It's oh, my journey is over, but the legacy hopefully <laughs> continues. I like, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta like show you this. The leg um, was There was a moment I had posted like maybe like seven or eight videos by now. And I was like, this has, to, this is madness. This has to end. This has to end. There's no way. There's no way you can be on something this high. Something yeah. can't fly up that fast without falling just as fast. Totally. And the different thing is I have to get out. It's like gambling. I got to get out at the apex. Yeah. Or it's like a good, good show. Exactly. So I posted this, uh, you know, I was joking around about it, but you know, I, I don't know if I ever joke around nowadays, but I was like, I got to have, I have to have like my Kanye moment. Otherwise I'm not going to be, like, this isn't going to be legendary. This is going to be another viral fad. Oh no. You know what I mean? So I was like, I need to like go Britney on these people. And I, so, I, so I made this post and it was hilarious because uh, I, I had this costume where I'm like, kind of bandaged up and broken and it's for a concept video for another thing but I had this photo where I just look like I got tore up uh, so I posted I wrote like mood oh my I god was like, I was like all these whoa videos are driving me insane I can't go anywhere without like hearing the bass on the one or like hearing that song that ruined my life like all my friends they can't talk to me about regular things they always just whoa at me and it's like you guys are fucking crazy you you say you hate it but you demand more and I just went off on this like funny little rant I did not see that but yeah, I, I know, love it it was great and I was like, so I wrote, I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I only got three woe videos left. And 
<laughs> you counted them out. Absolutely. And I made a call to action. I was like, it's up to you guys to keep the air pooling <laughs> challenge alive. It was great. Honestly, I aced this social media test, by the way. Um, it sounds like you have it figured out. Because I was, I have to get out. It's too, it's too powerful. I had to get there. Were, every day, I was getting hundreds of videos sent to me. Holy shit! Well, what happens when you stop it for real, and then you see the followers decline? Are you going to make more? If the followers decline and they were only following me for that, mm-hmm. then that's exactly why I had to stop. I know. <laughs> that was exactly because I can't let it mutate me. It was too powerful. It was going to turn me into something else completely. Isn't you know that what I mean? Crazy. It is, and it totally happens to people. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's. Over, it's overwhelming. Like you can't have that much impact. And it's funny that we're talking about something that is like honestly, genuinely a real thing, but the subject matter is a little bit ironic and funny. Like we're talking about like a well move, mm-hmm. but realistically, if you substitute that with any other like actual craze or fad that has like mm-hmm. you know triggered real kind of social media like impact, like same thing. So I just figured instead of the song getting unpopular, the move getting unpopular, people getting over me doing different versions of it. Instead of like even thinking about that, I was like, I'm gonna get out while I'm ahead. That's and, good. And put an end date on this by telling people I only got three more, so they'll love it more. Once it's mortalized, mm. you know, you're gonna. Drill. This is my mentality because I was just like, there's no way I can outdo myself. Once I started collabing with Dietrich, I was like, who do you collab with from there? You know what <laughs> I mean? In my own personal network, yeah. where I'm going to have an authentically good time, right? So then I was like, you know what, I, like this is this is what it was, and um, honestly, like d- just to, just to be completely like blamed in like a month, like maybe like fourteen thousand followers went up off off of woe videos, and I couldn't even do that with my own dance videos. And that's what's so debilitating because like we put so much effort. My favorite video on YouTube, like literally, my heart on screen it's maybe got like 80,000 views but like something as dumb as like a just anything else gets like 3 million like the video that I worked like 30 minutes on will get 3 million views and it's like how I mean it's still dancing thank god but Um, like but it's like I I don't even mad at it you know what I mean like I said it's beyond I'm irate okay well I mean watch my art love my art (laughs) this is true yeah in an ideal world but I guess that's what makes it so like valuable Right, the art that our art is worth fifty thousand views compared to these. That it's meant to like for some weird way stay rare. Rarely watched. I don't know. It's. uh, I just even in I was telling a friend this the other day. Like even in the the videos that I put more even money into to like rent out a pier space and make it look really good and rent a camera crew and like people are shooting with reds. I I I have audio people like. Videos that look better do worse. Like people like the real raw stuff right now. So I feel like yeah. maybe the fact, even the fact that it was filmed on your your phone, yeah, helped. Yeah, like there's like like just n- even knowing basic algorithms kind of messes with your like creative flow sometimes. Like mm-hmm. knowing that square videos on Instagram do better. Yeah. But like, man, I wish I didn't ever hear that. I don't want to <laughs> think that I'm making a choice to do something worse because I artistically prefer it. Right. I don't want to be like, yo, I want some widescreen bars at this because I'm very cinematic with yeah. my dance presentation. Oh, but I know that you I'm cannot. going against the Yeah, because anybody in a just purely like a social media metrics kind of way would be like, I would advise you to do it like this. Right. Well, I mean, also, you can barely see it with like cinematic bars. For because- sure. I know. I know. But I will tell you, though, like the most awesome thing about my Anthony journey, other than like actually interacting with like random people around the world, is the fact that like 
as a as an artist because like I have to I have to play with the idea of being an artist and a business person at the same time. Same. Understanding how you do it. And, and and you're doing such a fabulous job at it, right? Like you you can't just be an idealist in your artistry yep. if you can't sustain yourself through it. I mean if you're phenomenal, you're an anomaly towards like the artistic world, then of course I'm sure you're gonna get opportunities that are just like way beyond social media. Mm-hmm. But in this particular lane and this time frame that we're in, you have to have a, a very cognizant balance of both, right? Mm-hmm. I loved that my Anthony videos were giving me almost like as if it was a drug, my social media fix. Because when I would go into the rehearsal space, I would no longer think about feeding that that monster. Right. I could genuinely choose a song. I don't care if it's a top 40 song. I I don't really care if it's a brand new person that nobody knows. I like this one. And I don't have to satisfy the beast of that like kind of business relativity if there's something else that's being like fed. And that was, it gave me a month of just kind of like, as funny as that might have been for like the the rest of my fans or the, the anybody who enjoyed it, I had like almost like an artistic month of peace. Right. It was weird for for me to start creating certain things in, in that way. So, um, Oh, that, I that love was that. that was a unique benefit that I, I loved about being able to not not necessarily exploit that game, but again, we happen to be in this business and we have to do certain things sometimes, or we understand that we have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but how we do it is totally up to us, and that's what makes us creatives. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I'm inspired. I wasn't expecting to be so inspired before we even got into anything. I'm sorry for inspiring you so early. It's honestly fine, but don't do it again. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is an advice podcast. So I think we're good on advice uh, already with that as a creative and a business person. But let's get to know you a little bit more. This is a game I like to call Burst of Firsts, mainly because it's called Burst of Firsts. And it's to get the audience to know you a little bit more with rapid fire a rapid fire warm up. I'm going to ask you questions from uh, your first job to the first time you cried in public. And we're going to see how quickly you can answer all of them. If I stop you, that means you have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Okay. Are you in? Okay. Yes. I okay. mean, I'm also handcuffed here and I can't do anything. I signed a contract. This That's is right. Here it goes. You're not going to hear the music, but there is music unless you want to hear it. No, it's okay. It's, it's gonna make you. Well, give me give me a little bit of the taste of the like the thematic, so I understand like the vibe. Um, fast. Okay, uh, driving. Just try, it, just try it real quick. Make a sound. Make a sound. Yeah, yeah do do the music as impersonate the music. Um, It's like dun 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 So like semi like Mission Impossible esque. Yeah. Oh wait, your that mission is way to different. get to the. Okay, well, cool. that was like not Blades of Glory. What's the one where you're? It's, it's like and you're in, like, the field, in slow motion. Right? No, it's like Rocky. It's like the Rocky theme song. No, I think we're totally on a different page right now. What's that? That one? No. Dun, dun. I didn't actually care to hear. I wanted to hear what she it's, was going to do. This is the the theme song that. Or this is this is totally Rocky. Yeah. No, yeah, this is not it. This is Rocky. Bum, bum, Wait. Bum, bum. Oh, I'm wrong. What's the one that's like? Dun, 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 that's what dun, I'm talking about. That's like in the fields. That's like a happy, funny thing where there's like sunlight and flowers and people are slow motion running towards each other. I think you're just like watching a majestic about casual YouTube video. It has, it has something about <laughs> chariots in the word. Chariots of fire. That's chariots what it is. of fire. Am I right? Play it out real quick. Verify me. I will always verify you. I need a blue check next to this moment. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Doesn't it feel like you're at a Tony Robbins convention? 
He's never, coming out right now. <sighs> doesn't he come out to like way more hype stuff like an EDM festival? Tony Robbins loves Mr. 305. Okay. Okay, get the drop in here. Bum, bum, bum. If this was a trap song, yeah, we, it would be awesome. Yeah, and then we'd well on the one. Yeah. The, do, do, do. Do, do, do. <laughs> yes. <gasps> They're just running around a bunch, unless this is a, a different music video. No, I think this is great. There, there it is. is. Oh, there it is. Oh, it. it was like waiting for We're a... expecting a drop, like a beat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All we wanted was this little piano. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, cool. Now I understand, obviously, the intensity of the moment. Those are very different, by the way. Rocky and Chariots of Fire. Totally. I was mistaken, as I always am. Here we go! First job. Uh, ride Operator, Bigfoot Rapids uh, at Knott's Berry Farm. First cell phone. Uh, Nokia 5190, where you played Snake on it all the time. First pet. Uh, that I like for real owned myself yeah. was a little chihuahua that I had traded Dodger tickets for uh, and I called her Dee Dee Dodger Dog <laughs> first kiss location uh, first kiss location man probably a movie theater for- I, I say probably because it sounds slutty like that <laughs> first major purchase uh, major purchase yeah um, I would technically consider major my first car that I did without a cosigner aka my jeep that I have now I thought you had an Audi. Nah, I ain't ballin', homie. First of all, Accord was what it oh, was. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. They just start with an A. I mean, I used to have a classic Mercedes, and, you know, it was my Sunday drive. I don't see model. I just <laughs> see cars. Okay, here we go. Continuing. First choice in a karaoke book. Uh, Gangster's Paradise. First internet screen name. Oh my god, uh, uh, something like X, small X, shrimp 64, little X, big X or something? <laughs> oh man. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. That me? I don't know, that's what I do. I don't answer the phone. Wait, what? I don't answer the phone. No, but it, what? Like You I, never answer the phone? If I don't recognize the number, it's I don't know. so millennial of you. Yes, of course, if we don't know the... Okay, so if I recognize, if they... What? If, if someone calls you like a family member... Uh-huh. Or you called them and they didn't answer. What's the first thing that you think? Why they didn't answer? I'm just like, well, fuck you. That's, I don't know. <laughs> that's an answer. I don't, I don't try to make up why they didn't answer. Okay, that makes one of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. First celebrity crush. <gasps> maybe Mandy Moore. First concert. Ooh, maybe Dashboard Confessional. I love that. I love that they're all maybes too. First Scar. Oh, I don't know. The first thing I'm thinking about is this scar on my leg, but I know it wasn't my first. I was really drunk during college and I slipped on some alcohol outside of a motel and then my like shin ran up and it's a dumb story. Oh my God, that sounds horrific. First show you binge watched. (laughs) Binge watching wasn't a thing when I was like a kid growing up. So like, I think... I would give it to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when, like, you could binge watch stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, we're almost done. First thing you do when you like someone. Instagram stalk them? Mm-hmm. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. Um, Tell them something really dramatic that they won't be able to, like, really argue about. Because it's not like the variable is not about my mistake, but rather something else in life happened that was horrible. <laughs> First time you cried in public. Honestly, it might have been something like, uh, 
like one of those touch games at the end of like a, a, a group year. You know what I mean? Touch game? You, you never you never played one of those like uh, let's say like you're in an organization uh, and on your board or something like that. Um, you're on like a board of directors and then so you, your group at the end of the year you do these like giant activities or retreats where you start playing like touch game with each other where they play on really sentimental, sentimental music and there's a list that's like touch somebody that like really impacted you this year. So in silence and like with your eyes closed people go around oh my and like put their hands on your shoulder and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, you know what would be worse? What? If you were sitting there, everyone's eyes are closed and like touch someone that really impacted you and your eyes were closed and you weren't touched. Oh, that totally happens. Yeah, <laughs> may, I don't know why I cried. Maybe it's because lack of touching <laughs> yes, or like over touching. The not touch games. All right. I feel like we know you a little bit more. I hope so. Those are great questions to really define a man's character. I think so. Would you add any? Uh, you know, what are your like philosophical beliefs like you know it's gotta be rapid fire I'll try to yeah, yeah I was watching this Buddhist documentary yesterday cause I was I, I also downloaded like three religion apps just to go like do like what's up cause I don't really know like, anything what's up yeah like what's up <laughs> literally up in, in the in the air in the ether in the universe who knows so I wanted to get to the bottom of it on my Monday night and wow. I uh There was something that I wrote. Oh, I don't have my iPad with me, but I wrote it down. I thought it was so interesting. One of the guys in the documentary was talking about how life is like glass. And if if you hit it, it rings. If the light hits it in a specific way, it sparkles. But if something happens and it falls or your elbow hits it and it squirts, it crashes, then you're like, oh, of course this happens to me. But the the real magic of the whole thing is like imagining that the glass is already broken so that or know that it'll inevitably be broken so that you can really like accept and love the moments that you do have with it. Oh, yeah. Isn't That's that a, cute? A little bit of a dramatic analogy, but yeah, I think so. To- totally. Well, it's because maybe it's the first time you're explaining it when it's like if you like elbow it and then it cracks, it's like... Is there a moment where it comes back together? Never. Uh, yeah, but it's the end. Yeah, th- th- Which, th- that sounds dramatic, but I think maybe it's because of the picture in my head is like really like abysmal. Like, well, yeah, I mean that's death. I think. Yeah, yeah, but if you start off broken, we're all just broken shards of glass. But we are. Yeah, that's also dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Buddhism is just dramatic. Okay, well. Well, I maybe just Buddhist apps. Yeah, well, it was uh, I was like doing flashcards. I learned about Hinduism. I learned about Christianity. I learned about Judaism, and uh-huh. I learned about Buddhism, all in three hours. Sick. I don't know if I can like say any of it back, but I do remember the glass analogy, and I thought that was very on point. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I definitely just uh, talking the advice realm. I like. I do believe. That that's like a really really great mentality to have. Not necessarily like everybody think you're a broken shard of glass, but like uh, in that same concept, yeah, absolutely, broken glass is inevitable. Totally. And if we're all broken, I think the whole thing is like if we are all broken glass, cool, whatever. But like being okay with being broken glass because yeah. we're always going to be broken. And a cute little twist on this is you know when you break something and you put it back all together in like a little tessellation of what what are those th- like a mosaic? Uh huh. That's just us. We're all broken pieces of glass, just kind of like tetrising ourselves to each other and making one big ass cute picture. Wow. You know? That's nice. That's pretty cute. That is pretty cute. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah, I'm trying to like imagine what mosaic like I paint. Obviously, you know, for me personally, clearly I've gravitated to a bunch of dudes. All of us <laughs> are just broken glass dudes together. We mosaic broken into glass this dudes, like my favorite band. You know, we we like come together and turn into like our little little cute tiger emoji face. Aww. That's that's our our broken glass shard. It's really yeah. pathetic, but awesome. Really, actually, I will say, <laughs> I feel like it's easier. For example, even with Kendra's, like. It's not just like the successes of people that make us gravitate towards each other or, or at least form deep enough bonds that keep us consistent and like for us, like turn us into crew. You know what I mean? Maybe like the successes of us as individuals brought us into the same place, mm-hmm. whether it be like an international camp or like a show or event, you know, domestically or or just mutual friends that knew each other or like in the classroom. It could be any place that brought us together. But I think the things that, when we started really getting to know each other, the reason why like different members like one by one slowly really started joining the crew also was a mix or the variable of like those broken moments and like understanding that like again, for the sake of being dramatic with this analogy, like always. You know, if if I am a broken piece of glass and like this person next to me is broken too, it's gonna be easier for me to relate to them than this other person who sees them as this perfectly whole glass. Mm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like way easier. Uh, I think for us, one of our broken shards, if you will, one of those like almost I don't want to say broken like something bad happened, but rather like uh, one of the things that we felt held us down mm-hmm. from time to time as individuals and as a, a collective was, for example, like our Asian American heritage out here in the West Coast, right? Right. And as you go on these like events or these like, these jobs or these auditions or these anything, you often find yourself or like at, there was a time where we often found ourselves being like the only Asian in the room mm-hmm. in and fighting this weird uphill battle that like contradicted idealism but was very realistic in terms of like the 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 environment that we were in the industry we were in so the idea of like being able to rally around each other these other broken shards of glass of asian glass to me you know what i mean that we're like at these different places and understanding like oh like you didn't have this opportunity either or you had this weird upbringing too or your parents aren't well off because of this or like your whole family is affected by the same war or whatever, which is why we're over here. Like those things helped us understand each other in ways that like, honestly, we maybe never even really need to have conversation to understand. You you could just understand something. Somebody could eat the same food as you, you know what I mean? That your mom used to cook and you're like, wait, there must be something about us that like keeps us connected in a certain way. That's deeper beyond just like our life experiences like that. So uh, I think the guys that I've been around are broken like me. Yeah. In, in such a way that like helps me understand my brokenness. Right. That's what makes it cool. I love it. Find other broken pieces of glass and make your own mosaic. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Wow, thank you I so much. I hope that much. there's like a cartoon visual to that way that we're like speaking through this. Do you I have hope that? so. You well, one of maybe those? with all of your Anthony followers, cool. maybe one of them can make that. That's always I would that's the goal of a podcast is to have someone do like fan animation. Fan right. animation. Fan animation. Ah. Like, that's the pinnacle of success for a pod. I do you have a Wikipedia page? I do not. That's the pinnacle of unsuccess for me. I uh, me too. Really? I don't have one. We are so broken. And, and let's make each other's Wikipedia pages. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I always said that like from the beginning of time. I was like, whenever I have a Wikipedia page, that means I've made it. Um, yeah. TikTok eight years later still didn't have one. Same. But I had like two Wikipedia pages follow me on Twitter. So I was like, okay, it, the time might be coming. I didn't even know Wikipedia pages can follow. I mean, uh, like Wikipedia accounts. 
like wiki facts and oh. wiki blah. Everybody out there, make Megan Bettine a uh, Wikipedia, and please. And also Anthony Lee. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break while Anthony gives us a little piece of extra advice you can find on the at Just a Tip podcast Instagram, and we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we're back. Before we get into our first question, Anthony Lee, what are you obsessed with right now? Obsessed? Yeah, like something that you're just like, I can't believe I found this thing or someone told me about this years ago and I now I really do agree with them how awesome it is and everybody else needs to know about it. Okay, Honestly, the f- the very first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is cats. Cats. Let's dish. Okay. First of all, I've always been a dog person. I'm not saying I'm not a dog. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't understand cats. I never hated cats. I just didn't understand. I preferred dogs. One of those guys. I'm yeah. sure so many people relate. Anyways, uh, my girlfriend, Nina, is uh, her whole family. They're like cat fanatics. Okay. It's like one of those weird things. Like you walk into like their apartment and it's like. Petco. Oh, really? For cats. Okay, yeah. so half a Petco. And, and I'm also like very, yeah, half a Petco, maybe like a third. Anyways, yeah, I'm fish. also very like, uh, I I'm, can be strongly allergic to cats. So if uh-huh. you got like fat, hairy ones that like really love just like purring right next to your legs, like. Okay, I the can body last. shaming for the cat. I don't know if we needed that. Anyways, <laughs> I can, I can, I can last maybe like a minute and a half if I'm like actually touching cats before oh, yeah. like I start like itching in my nose or, or my eyes or like just feeling uncomfortable and I gotta like leave the room and like kind of get my senses right so I've always just been like not very a cat thing but again uh, you know my girlfriend I have a question yeah are mostly this might be a generalization but are mostly men allergic to cats I haven't found that to be consistent cause like you know when you like you buy a car and then it's only when you have that car that you realize everybody's driving it right. as well. Oh, what's that called? Mm, I don't know what that there's is. There's a term for that. Um, the reason I asked was all the only people that are allergic is are men when they come to my house. It's getting so, like, I have so many male friends that I have, like, Claritins just in a bowl, like a trick-or-treat. Yeah, I also have those originally for myself. <laughs> That's crazy. But, you know, she, she uh, I was traveling all the time, and she she's back into school for, like, a doctorate program. Um, and so she's very lonely, and my girlfriend's just like, hey, like, can we get a cat? I'm like, you know, I'm kind of allergic, blah, blah, blah. So we do all this research, and then I look into, like, the most hypoallergenic cats and stuff like that. Also, with cats, too, on a personality tip, I don't want to, like, come home, and, like, the only thing I have to do is, like, be a slave to, like, this cat. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That doesn't actually want to hang out with me. Yeah. So I also wanted to look at playful ones, and then the combination of those was a Bengal cat. It's like a tiger. Yeah, which I already love. I'm, like, yeah. fascinated with tigers. It's, like, hypoallergenic, and it's very playful. Uh-huh. Very dog-like, so to speak. Yeah. So we got a Bengal. And now I can't fucking stop watching cat videos, like going on Amazon for cat toys. Aww. I I can't. It's it's a it's an addiction. Like <laughs> I've literally probably watched every cat video on Instagram. You know how many cat videos are on Instagram? More than Anthony's. Yeah, I even did. A, okay, this is how powerful cats are. I even did that whoa video with my cat mm. because my girlfriend was like, Nina was like, do one with Tiger Lily. And I was like, don't, that's so easy. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you got to get creative. I was like, no, you don't. Like, a cat, the woe, and Instagram. <laughs> I think that's the algorithm that Instagram kidding? is made yeah, off like, of. Yeah, like, I could do this all day. <laughs> 
you know, but same thing. It's just now for some reason I'm, I love cats and it's weird. I don't like the stigma around cats still because I, I went to the shelter to get one cat. Well, I actually just went to go see pets and then I, it was on Black Friday of two years ago, I think. And I saw- You went to the shelter on a Black Friday? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very interesting story. Well, it's just like you got to shop for something. Yeah, it's like the start <laughs> of a Halloween story, even though it's the end of Halloween. That didn't work. Okay. So I went in, I saw one cat and I was like, that's the cutest little kitten in the world. And then underneath it was like another like really dumb cat that just kind of like slunk up underneath it. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best kitten I've ever seen. And so I didn't want to, I've also never been around cats. Like I've only had dogs in my life. And the the stigma of cat lady, it was just like, eh, I was not about it. But then I I tried to hold, I didn't know how to hold a cat. And also like they're scared. They're in a mm-hmm. shelter. Like oh, they only know boxes. They don't know human arms. So I was like, come to mama. And I instantly was like, I can't just get one of them. So I, I kept them together. I got two cats, kittens. And even it's so bad now that like when people hear that I have cats, like I call them kittens because it's such a people hate cats. And so I got to go, I have two kittens. And they're like, how old are your kittens? And I'm like, well, they're adult kittens, but I won't call them cats. (laughs) How old are your kittens? 14. (laughs) 14 days? No, 14 decades. Yeah. They're old. Dude, all I know, though, is that like people who love cats love cats totally like there's no in between well i like my cats that's about it oh wow you're in in between <laughs> yeah hello i, I am the in between just a tip you're in between nice how long were you sitting on that uh, technically like six seconds that's pretty good a vine time i uh the the term that we were talking about where you buy something and see it so much is called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Okay, there's no way I'm ever going to remember you that. You will. Just yeah. say it three times. Bader-Meinhof. But, okay, that's not pronouncing it at all. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just, for some reason, I saw it, like, written that way. I don't know. It's the frequency illusion. It's a cognitive bias your mind creates. There it is. Fun. I almost went to Mandela Effect, but that wasn't it. Oh, that is not it. Which one's that again? That's the one where, like, it's like when people think it's rainbow sherbet, but it was always rainbow sherbet. But everybody, for some reason, like put this R in there and then suddenly like everybody believes it to be a certain way. Maybe. Oh, that's right. Maybe that was just like an accent. Maybe. Like maybe someone was trying to say sherbet and they said sherbet. That's and- like a really weird like accent, though. I guess. Yeah. That's like how like English it's- people taught us English. But when we speak it a certain way, like we hear English people speaking English. We're mm-hmm. like, those aren't the rules that you gave us. Yeah. <laughs> Right? It's not what you said. Yeah. It's probably like a, a New Zealand person saying sherbet. They probably go sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> no? Is that bad? Okay. Okay, let's take a question. I blame New Zealand. Okay, here we go. This is our first question, first and only question. Uh, it's a dance question. So get get ready. Strap in for this. Hi, I'm 23 years old and wanted to see if you had any tips on how to start back up with dancing. I started dancing in jazz and hip-hop when I was little, but unfortunately stopped taking classes when I entered high school. I still have such a love for dance, and I really want to take a class again, specifically in urban choreography, but I'm one of those people that get really frustrated when I'm not immediately good at something, so it's really unmotivating. Plus, I feel like I've lost my ability to connect with my body and memorize choreography. So if you have any advice on where to start, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Aww. I know. How weird is it to hear urban choreography in like real life now? I don't think it's um, that's a that's a really loaded question. (laughs) 
Well, like, should we answer this question and then get into that question? Or like, well, yeah, I mean, definitely. The thing, I just think it's so interesting because like you're part of it. Like that's reason why it's called urban choreography. Like it didn't exist before you and a bunch of peers of yours existed. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a humble servant to my time. I definitely didn't make up the term, but I totally agree that like it wasn't uh, still isn't fully like recognized in certain ways. But that's okay. Like I'm, we're just again, we're just a product of our time, it, it, and everything that's like right should be developed um, either authentically or organically or whatever. I just think that we were in such a weird time where people weren't considering what we were doing hip hop mm-hmm. and weren't also considering what we were doing anything else. Right. Um, some hip hop people would be like, that's hip hop. But then when you use a different song or merc it a different way, it's not. Right. So then you're like, well, I don't understand what this is. So I'm not trying to be like anti anything else. I just want to have a home. Yeah. To oh. understand like what this and it wasn't just this style of movement. It's also this philosophy, right? Even the idea of like, even with like urban dance and urban choreography, the idea of like uh, during this time frame, almost using any song, any style, any type of movement that authentically inspires your soul. You know what I mean? Like there's already this all inclusive kind of energy when it comes to it stylistically, just as there is this philosophy when it comes to like anybody who should be able to like play with it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't, I would never get mad at somebody who's jumping into like an urban choreography class and be like, no, you gotta like study hip hop foundation before you jump into that. I'm like, if you wanna be good, you gotta study hip hop foundation first. That's for right. sure. But like, if you just like it, you do you, you know what I mean? Um, to answer this girl's question, what was her name? We don't have a name. We don't have a name. Oh, wow. Anonymous girl. I like that. Okay. You can make up the name. Okay. So clearly it's a uh, chrysanthemum. Sure. That sounds, is that a tea? I think it's a flower. It's a flower. Is it? Either way. Um, <laughs> Who knows? So chrysanthemum. Honestly, I think. every time. I think Sisabasabi's question was really articulated in such a deep way where you honestly have such a great understanding about yourself. For you to say things like, uh, I used to take jazz and hip hop, and now I really want to jump into urban choreography. I've lost my connection from like my my body to my my like memorizing. Yeah, it's just, not yeah. to it's not to say your connection with memorization, but rather just the feeling of like wanting to move your body in a certain way. Mm-hmm. That really is. It, there's no there's no secret. That's basic practice. You just got to get back into it until you feel almost like a warm up. Don't treat it like you got to hit your goal. The whole point is like the journey anyway. Like people don't take class because they want to get a routine. Like they that's one part or one variable of the outcome. At the end of the day, people are taking class because you're trying to discover something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think if you focus on that being the goal, then regardless if you get the cho- the choreography or not right away, you're already going to be succeeding. So just make sure that you find the right teacher who's going to be able to give those foundations for urban choreography in such a way that you're going to feel comfortable. Um, shameless plug, Kinja's Dojo, Monterey Park, yes! really does that well. The um, only place I take class. Thank you. I take class twice a year. In both times at the dojo. Wow. I, like, teach class twice a year there, maybe. That's when I take yeah, them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, I, I, I honestly believe that the whole point of even, like, people wanting to go in there, like, the real outcome is because there are some things that, like, we as human beings want to be able to say. 
but we can't like our language is so limiting our actual vernacular or like english or the words that we have is is really limiting for the depth of our soulful experience in life and dance is such a great way it's a great language it's a great outlet for people to say that and the entire like like if you look at dance as a language then you recognize how powerful it is in this world right mm-hmm. like uh, it's the only thing that can cross every nation in an unbiased full of love kind of way yeah right and it's like if you understand like dance as a language then you understand like dance moves maybe the type of moves that you have as like vocabulary if you don't feel like you have a great vocabulary to express yourself through dance you just got to get into those situations like like classrooms where you're just learning new dance words so to speak right and once your body gets familiar with it the next time you run into that in class again you're more familiar with it so it's easier to recall upon that word this is the idea of dance vocabulary you can either be like me love dance good feel like a caveman or you can get really really i guess eloquent in your expression of dance and be like you know dance is my poetic expression in order for my soul to fly above the you know what i mean like you can the more you learn is the more that you're able to say what your soul wants to say and that's the idea of jumping into a learning environment that's comfortable for you it's like you're trying to find the right teacher who's going to give you more words rather than you're trying to be the best dancer in the room. And I think people need to shift that mentality if they want to be a great student of the experience rather than just thinking the outcome is like, how do I be a good dancer right away? Because you're never going to get that right away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the mentality is going to carry you all the way if you have the right one. Absolutely. Yeah, dance or not dance. I think that what you're saying about learning, I guess when you go into any type of situation, whether it is dance or truly any other craft or even just like any conversation is like go in with an intention because if you would like the one time that I teach every three years it's like I ask people in the beginning to like set an intention of like what they want out of that class it's like um, the context is there the choreography is there I don't I don't really care if if it looks exactly like me I don't even want it to be like that unless that's something you're trying to master in that one class but like set your intention of if it is it pickup is it texture is it musicality is it just being there is it having fun is it stop Mm -hmm. thinking whatever it is I think even in situations like I get really nervous when I have to meet anybody but sometimes I'll go okay my intention for this conversation is to be open or my my intention is to connect with someone my intention is to make someone feel good whatever it is and if you just hit that one thing or if you even attempt to hit it versus just kind of like blindly walking through whatever sure. you're going through then you're going to be better by the time you end it or you get through it mhm and for chrysanthemum out there um, uh <laughs> I think especially when you're jumping back into the game, you got to remember that nobody in that room wants to see you fail. Yeah. Like no (gasps) one wants to. Even if you mess up, the absolute worst thing that somebody is going to do is look to the person next to you. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Or or they're going to be rooting for you to find it again. Like yeah. that's that's the sanctuary of what that space is supposed to be. And you just got to find that right sanctuary for your soul. Yeah. I really, really like that. I was reading something about, uh, I was reading this weird psychology book about careers. uh, And they were like, when you go into an interview, just know that like everyone is rooting for you to get the job. Like, why would you be in an interview or get called into an interview if they didn't want you to win? You know, I feel like a lot of times when we put ourselves in situations where we're already rooting against ourselves. Yeah. But why? Like, if everybody's on our side and we're not, it doesn't matter because we're not. 
it has to start with us being on our side. Absolutely. It has to start with that mentality because like if it's a worthwhile, for example, job or a position or, or reputation or whatever it is, like it's not meant to be easy for everybody to access. So it starts with you and your mind. If your mind is good enough to get past it, I'm sure in this analogy, your body will follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you just got to start with the right mentality to help you get back into it because at the end of the day, like you're learning for you. You're not learning for anybody else. So, like, just do it for you. You know what I mean? Always do it for you. Have you ever taken a break from dancing? Or, like, once you started, you'd never stopped? Uh, I've I've taken, like, different concepts of breaks in my head. Like, I've taken a break from training, but mm-hmm. I might have still had to do performances from, now, from then. I've taken a break from teaching, mm-hmm. even though, like, I might still have to choreograph. Or I've taken a break from choreographing even if I might still have to teach, ironically. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I might just, like, bring things around in rotation that I know that classes are going to, like, want from me or, like, have a great experience or lesson. And so it, it it's... I'm now a slave to, like, the wave that I've thrown myself into. Slave to the wave! Slave to the wave, absolutely. Um, and I just kind of, like... But that's, that's just my style. I'm, like, constantly trying to find myself in flow with life, Right. You kind of like, uh, let's say like life is a skateboard, like my actual input and energy is trying to steer and, and, and putting my foot on the ground and kicking every now and then. But for the most part, I'm always trying to ride it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because I think that's the most fun part versus like yeah. picking up the skateboard and walking perfectly where I need to go. Right. Because then you, you can get so much further if you're riding a skateboard yeah. unless you're me and then you fall off. I'm but so bad at skateboarding. We're already broken pieces we of glass. We are, you know? and it's so nice to know that we're all just sharp little shards. Yeah, it's like if you fall, you're not going to break more. You're already so pathetically broken. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking fall whenever you want. It's fine. Okay, that, that I think we helped her a lot. <laughs> I think we helped her. <laughs> Get in class, do your best, do it for you. This last section... One of my favorites. It's called, I won't tell you what it's called until after you, I, I will tell you what it's called. Tell it's called, called Tip Jar. And we don't have a jingle. So I was hoping that you could say or sing or do anything after uh, I say Tip Jar. That was really good. Was that kind of good? It sounded I was going like for a, like coins in a thing, but I honestly, realized. I got that. Kind of, right? It, it sounded like a, like a Bugs Life cash register. Ah, uh, you know what? I, I was either going to go that way or try to do Mario, but I don't know if I could do like, you know, the brr, 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 like one of those little, yeah. like a mushrooms coming out the top. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I like that. Yep. Yippee. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Yahoo. Also Yay! good. Yeah, um, that's definitely jumping. Started going downwards on the second. Oh, so sad. Okay. <laughs> Getting direct feedback. This yeah, is a lot. We're all broken. <laughs> So I'm going to read a suggestion that was left as a comment on the podcast Instagram, and we'll weigh in with our two cents on each subject. There's only four of them. Okay. Here we go. Do you have a quick tip on nicknames? Real nicknames that stick? I feel like in like the, the B-boy, B-girl culture, yeah. like you don't give yourself a nickname. Somebody's supposed to give you a nickname. You're bestowed with the nick of Yeah, the you're supposed to be like given one by mm-hmm. your peers. So I feel like the ones that really stick, I fucked up completely. I wish I had a really cool alias, my AKA. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's just going around saying like my proper full like name. <laughs> this is Anthony Lee. It's like not cool. It has but a ring to it. I appreciate that, Mega Batoon. Thank you. Yeah, but. I hate when my name is shortened. The, like, don't, when, if people call me Meg, I want to. Like Meg Bat? 
That's fine, I guess, but like I would never <laughs> wish that upon Gintun. myself. <laughs> get tune. I don't I don't like Meg whatsoever. I think Family Guy has ruined it for me. Oh. Uh, it just feels bad. Don't worry about it, Meg. Oh my god, gross. <laughs> I was trying to get <laughs> I just really natural with that one. I was telling my friend the other day how I have such an issue when people eat off my plate unless we are doing like a family style thing. Gosh, you. And then he was like, Let, let's just try it out and d- tell me how you feel. Because we were like exploring what was going on nice. in my mind. Risky. Yeah, totally. And he, <laughs> and he was like, just keep on talking. And like, I'm not going to do it now. I'm just going to do it whenever. And I was like, that's even worse. And so when he, it was so interesting because I had like, my body had like a chemical reaction. He reached over and got like, it was a vegan chicken, orange chicken nugget. which is such a- Oh, see anything saucy is even worse though. Yeah. Cause you're like, this is my sauce. Yeah. It's not like a, <laughs> <laughs> I made this sauce and it's for me. I rationed it. Stop it. So he, he grabbed it with his fork and ate it. And he was like, how did that what do, what do you feel? And I was like, just like so much unattraction to you as a person. Like it was like instantly, like if you eat off my plate, like that's the last time I'll see you. Nice. Such a weird thing with food. Unless it's family style. Unless it's discussed like up top, then we're good. Mentality. Yeah, it starts with the mentality. Truly. Not on the same page. Yep, that's my tip on nicknames. <laughs> uh, second dates. Do you have a tip on second dates? <sighs> in today's world like i don't know i just feel like there's no room for bullshit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh i think that I, I i i like to still take things slow uh so like i'm not necessarily a be a physically aggressive on the second date yet on the third date i will take some risk <laughs> what what's the second date look like what's a perfect second date in your mind honestly if i don't have to spend money and i have great laughs i'm good so like is this like a couch hang or anything, like, are you anything. like a fair? It, could, it could be walk around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what do you want to do? I don't really have any plans. That's fine. Or it's like, I have plans, but like it's anything can happen. Like that's my style. That's who I am as a person though. Like I like need a little bit of room for spontaneity yeah. and I need a, need a little bit of like test wiggle room. Right. It's like, oh, there's a pocket of time. How are we going to engage in this moment? Mm. Are we going to succeed? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that has to, you're, like a little dating escape want, room. You don't want perfect dates. You want like dates that like are, are like, uh, yeah, like escape rooms or or obstacle courses kind of. Uh-huh. Because you want to know if you want to go on the next one. They, you want, And it's not to test the other person, but it's rather to test what you guys are. Yeah. I feel like that's like really the idea of dating, right? It's to test it. Right. What's the, well, I feel like the first one is like an interview (laughs) is like interviewing to see if this would ever work. And the second one is, I had a friend that was basically like, even if you don't really hit it off on the first date, just try a second date. And I was like, Oh, this is like committing more than I'm into. But like he had, he had found that like the first date, everyone's like putting on their best act yeah. and then like, they have like their positive masks on and they're trying really hard and it's just really cordial yeah yeah, and it's also like you're just like trading information here's mm-hmm. like here's all of my shit here's all of yours okay fine we cannot connect because we're just kind of like giving our verbal biographies honestly mm-hmm. and so i guess my question is on a second date like what's what's one perfect not perfect what's one second date that you would be like this is this is setting a good scene to get to know someone in your personal opinion yeah like- I, I think uh like when i was younger i would always be like uh you know i want to have a good time with this person and, and that was a priority 
So I'd be like, um, I don't know what to do. So let's go to the movies yeah. or let's go, let's go walk around the mall and like keep ourselves occupied with something that was, you know, again, when I was younger, I think nowadays, like I would love finding myself in places of like genuine peace and like nature. So like going to like the beach, going to like a yeah. hike, going to some version of like a, an aquarium or, or something that like allows for conversation in a very grounded type of environment mm -hmm. you know what i mean versus like the allure of like life and its most fascinating wonder in a way that like takes you away from getting to know that person in a humbling moment yeah. being, i think being in the peace especially for a second date yeah because if the first date is a lot of trading information which it obviously is then a second one like you really need to know if you're going to connect right it's not necessarily about like finding love in that moment but it's like if you're going to set yourself up in an environment that's going to actually test whether you can connect with somebody and again, hopefully in a place that doesn't cost a lot of money, mm -hmm. then you're good to go. There's like less pressures for you to find the truth. I know. I hate how nervous I am on like first dates and second dates. And I guess any date on the calendar. I am just such a nervous person in general. Well, I, I like to think that if you're not nervous, then it's not worth your time, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. That goes with anything. Yeah. It's like when people ask me if I still get nervous on stage, I recognize that when I'm not nervous for a stage, it's not that it's not worth it, oh. but I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's like another thing. Right. But when I'm nervous, I yeah. have to recognize the that human moment for myself where I'm like, I care about this. A lot. Yeah. So much so. Yeah. So like, I, I think, you know, being nervous is a great thing as long as you know how to like act on it. And how do you act on it? As being a person. Nervous? Like, oh, yeah. I am. I remember one time I was performing with a group of people, which is like much more fun for me than performing by myself but I was performing with a bunch of people and I hugged at my boyfriend at the time so long that he was like now you're making me nervous so like I have to stop hugging you and I was like that's not good <laughs> I started doing push-ups and I was like yo I'm like freaking out <laughs> and I like I went out on stage and I think I probably messed up and I got through it but it was just like I I am I have such performance anxiety that I stopped performing live Wow. So how do you do it? <laughs> we'll end on this. How does Anthony Lee deal with nerves, performance nerves? You know, you never you never get over being nervous. You just get used to knowing what it feels like. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like you get so good that if nervous was a, a person, they're they're no longer in the room. Mm. But rather you learn how to befriend them. You know what I mean? You have to like learn how to welcome what that will do for you. If yeah. you're going to give me nerves, then you're also reminding me that I'm supposed to like, for example, take deep breaths. Mm -hmm. For example, pray. For example, find my balance. For example, do my my routine handshake with each individual member I'm dancing with. Like those, those are what nerves are reminding me to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, anytime I find myself, my most nervous moments is where like, even after our circle up prayers, I'll like find a corner to myself and take a knee and just like try to remember what I'm doing there, how I got there and what I'm supposed to feel when I'm on stage oh. because it always, you always black out, right? You can have yes. a 10 minute performance and then 10 minutes later, you're like, what happened? Yeah, totally. You never actually really like are, are sunk enough because you're only thinking about the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I think nerves remind me to stop thinking about the next thing. And to tell me to feel what I'm feeling in that moment and, and respect it versus try to avoid it. Yeah. And I think once I respect it and befriend it, it's easier for me to do what I have to do. 
hell, you know what? I'm going to stand up. You can't even tell, but I've, this is the first time I've ever stood up. I'm giving Anthony a, a standing ovation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh. I feel like this was the, the best version of therapy. Wow, it feels so crazy to stand. I'm taller than you. Is this... Stand this for is, yourself. I, I this am. Is me, this is me giving you praise right now. Yes, praise me. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, thank you so, so much. Where can people find you on the internet? Because they need, they need more of this. Um, I, I don't even Facebook. I like to Instagram at underscore Anthony Lee underscore, but you'll really find like most of my, my heart. My uh, heart. My heart and soul at, at Kinja's. Oh, what's your favorite Kinja's video? Of all time? Of all time. That's hard to say. For example, the first thing that comes to my head is if there is a video of it, but it's not online. And uh, one of our best performances of all time was actually at uh, Ving and Gabri's wedding. <gasps> it was a wedding performance. Yeah. I'm sure that people really were fans of me. They, they might have known what happened that night via IG stories. Mm. But uh, I'm sure that one day when I'm like older and it's way more embarrassing that that performance will surface. I can't wait. Not until you're old, but for that video to surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona or we can just keep on making up names for you. Give us your age and we'll give you quasi-wisdom. Win-win for everyone. Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>